Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to a short midweek episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender. You can call me the Dude. Everybody else does. Why not? Is because they don't know my name? Is because I don't care they don't know my, know my name? That's a question for the ages. Actually, I don't know. It's just kind of a moniker that I picked up a long time ago, and it, I like it. So anyway, let's get started with tonight's show. Today we're going to talk about a drink called the Blue Collar Cocktail. I got this off the GourmetTraveler.com. The guy that made this drink describes it as follows. This drink is a delicious mistake which occurred when I accidentally mixed the recipes for a liberal and a Brooklyn at Milk and Amp, honey, in New York back in 2008. So anyway, this is called the Blue Collar Cocktail, and it goes like this. 60 milliliters, I'm not going to change it over to American Standard, so you'll have to look it up yourself. 60 milliliters of rye whiskey, 15 millimeter milliliters of sweet vermouth, seven milliliters of Amer pecan, seven milliliters of maraschino syrup, two dashes of orange bitters, uh, fill with ice cubes, serve with a lemon peel. And how you do it is you add ingredients, except for the lemon peel, to a chilled mixed glass, stir for 40 seconds to combine and thoroughly chill. Taste for balance, if you're at a bar that allows you to do taste. Uh, strain to a cocktail glass, garnish with a lemon, twist, and serve. Might be interesting. Sounds kind of like an old-fashioned. Um, but then again, I don't know. We gotta get. Uh, I got to get taste testers for this show to get out there and try some of this stuff for me so I can give you guys a really good idea what some of this stuff tastes like. So if you want to volunteer, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. Uh, go out, try a drink, and give me a review it. A review of it. I'd love to hear what you guys say about some of this stuff. So anyway, I brought up the whole idea of the uh, blue collar drink, uh, blue collar cocktail, mostly because I decided I wanted to do a quick advice column, bartender advice. What do you think of that, people? Because bartenders tend to get told things that people wouldn't tell their doctor or psychiatrist or maybe even their family members. The bartender and hairstylist, actually, are always the people that get told the dirty, low-down secrets all the time. Or when somebody is just isn't able to admit that they're not happy, they go to their bartender and, you know, just give them their problems. You know, and the bartender leans on the bar and mindlessly wipes on the table and says, what's bothering you, buddy? Anyway, I recalled this one customer I had one night, really genuinely nice guy. And I just started talking to him. 
and he seemed like a really easy going guy. I said, Hey, how you doing? What brings you here tonight? Cause I had never seen him before. And he goes, Oh, I just got off work, decided to stop in for a quick drink. And I said, well, welcome to Boston's. And that was the name of the place I used to work. And so he and I started talking a little bit and found out that his job was working for a local radio station. And I was like, oh, really? That's so cool. You work for a local radio station? Because there was a period of time in this bartender's life where I wanted to work in radio. I studied audio production and I learned how to do audio editing and uh, sound mixing and all that sort of thing. And I was looking to get into broadcasting, but it turned out to be way harder than I thought it would ever be. And I asked him what radio station he worked for, and he told me, I'm not going to say the name of the radio station, because uh, when I asked them for a job, they wouldn't give me the time of day. So I you know, was like, well, that's great. You have a job. And so I started asking him what he does. And he told me that he runs the show between certain hours on a Sunday afternoon. Okay, granted, not a great time slot, but, you know, it work is work. That's what, what it all comes down to. And so I asked him, how'd you get into it? And he told me his life story. I don't remember most of it. No disrespect uh, to the guy, uh, because after all, it was almost 20 years ago when I talked to this guy. And no, not that far back, maybe 15. But uh, he told me eventually that he just wasn't happy doing it. And I said, really, why? Because to me, he had one of my dream jobs. I have a lot of dream jobs, but uh, working in a radio station was maybe number three on my list. So I was like, why are you not happy doing your job? And he says, my job would be great, but everything is going away to basically automation. Because there was a period of time in radio stations where you did the show live, you played the music, you swapped out the CDs or records, whatever age uh, that you were in, and you actually talked to the people that called into the show, but now it's all gone down to digital recording. And I knew what he was talking about because I had done a tour of a radio station at one time, and I walked in and I saw this guy, he was editing a phone call that he had just received. And the point of it, they told me, was to get rid of the stuff that wasn't really needed for the show. Like, hey, big fan, long long time listener, uh, or woohoo, you actually answered my phone call, or the ands and the ums. You know, some of the stuff that I pretty much give to you guys on this podcast because sometimes I don't take a lot of care editing. But besides, I hear other people podcasts do a lot of ands and ums, so I don't feel so bad about it anymore. But he said he wasn't happy anymore because he basically went in, would record his show, which he wasn't one of the big-time personalities for the station. So basically, all he had to do was give station identification, the weather, and uh, that's pretty much it. And so he wasn't happy anymore. It he, he said it's become mundane. It's become boring because... There's no excitement to the show anymore. And I kept continuing talking to this guy because I found him interesting and I wanted to know more about the broadcasting and all that stuff because, that, like I said, it was a job that I was interested in. And he says, 
I'm not happy and I don't know what to do. And I said, well, have you thought about looking for another job? And he goes, I'm not really qualified to do anything else. And I said, oh, that's bullshit. You know, uh, we can we can talk about that for a little while. So he and I started talking. And we, it was actually kind of fun because this guy, since he worked at a classic rock station, and I know a lot about classic rock, I was able to talk to him about pretty much anything, make references to anything that I wanted. Uh, there was even at one point where I took a logo for the local, uh, uh, a logo for the some local brewery. It was a magnet that was on a refrigerator, and it looked like just a big circle. So I walked over to him and uh, made a reference to the Beatles' Yellow Submarine movie, saying, I've got a hole in my pocket. And he laughed at that. You know, hopefully some of you people that are listening to this show get it, but if not, watch the Beatles' Yellow Submarine. You'll love the movie. Great music, awesome animation. Anyway, off track. The guy, uh, I talked to him about music and all that sort of thing. And after a while, he's just like, I don't want to do my job anymore. Uh, and I don't know what to do or where to go. And so I made a suggestion to him. Have you ever thought about producing? And he says, you know, no, I never thought about that. Uh, because working in the radio industry, you can produce shows, you can produce, uh, uh, you can, you know, you can produce, uh, do you learn all this stuff about how to produce Everything, whether it's a live show, a recording, or a band, or you know, you learn all that stuff, and you develop contacts in the business so you can help produce whatever it is that you're passionate about. And uh, he, he, all of a sudden, his face lit up, and I, it's like he's like, this is a perfect idea. This is the perfect thing to move on to. Granted, I don't know if he ever felt fell through with it because after that day, I never saw him again. And I think he was making plans to move to another state to be closer to his daughter or something like that. But I really hope that the advice that I gave to him about moving on from his job worked for him. You know, I don't know where he's in, where he is now. I don't know what he's doing, but I hope, hope wish him and hope for him the best. See, that's something that a lot of us bartenders, servers, uh, a lot of us don't ever really realize is that there's always something else out there for us. You can work in a place where you are truly, absolutely unhappy. I mean, I saw a post on Fraternal Order of Bartenders Facebook page earlier today where a girl, I think it was a girl, I'm not going to take the time to look it up, uh, somebody said that she hated her job, she hated her boss, she hated her clientele, so she went to another nearby bar, loved the atmosphere, loved the customers, she loved being a customer there, loved the people that worked behind the bar, and before she knew it, she was offered a job, and the weight was lifted from her. And that's got to be a clue to some of you guys. There are jobs everywhere. There's... You know, there are people out there that say sometimes you got to work a job you don't like. Very, very untrue. Uh, if you don't like the job, you don't need to be there because if you don't like it, you're going to do a shitty job and you're going to make shitty tips or people aren't going to like you. It's That's just the way it goes. The important thing is 
to find a job that you like. And now there's also that other saying out there this if you find if you find a job you like you never work a day in your life. Well, you do still work. I'm I I don't believe in that uh, sort of thing cuz work is work if you ask me. And the you have to put in the time, you have to put in the sweat in order to make money. But you don't have to be unhappy. That's the key to the whole picture. If you're right now looking working at a bar, you're unhappy, the boss is an asshole, or uh, the customers treat you like crap, or your coworkers treat you like hell, there's nothing holding you there, honestly. Yeah, and it's like L.D. Moreau said in her book, Think Like a Bartender, Recipes for Life. Give yourself permission to fire yourself. Now, she prefaced that, remember from that podcast, she prefaced that by saying, don't just up and quit your job, have something to fall back on. There's huge truths in that. And you know, if you're not happy, update your resume or start walking around filling out applications because it's if you work in a place that you're miserable, you are going to be miserable. You will have a hard time showing up to work on time. You will have a hard time treating customers nicely. Your customer services go down the drain. Your quality of uh, work is going to go down the drain. And so will your soul. So just keep that in mind, people. If you're not happy where you are, move. It, and some of you say it's not that easy. Okay, no, it's not that easy. But just keep in mind, you can do it. And, I mean, you can't can't just up and quit. You got to find another job, have have something ready to go. Don't don't sit back and think I quit, throw your shit down, then go home and realize great. Now I have to look for a job within the next 2 days because rent is about to be due. Just make sure you do it smartly. And some people are just flat out afraid of change, and I ex- totally accept that and I can relate to that in some ways and fashions I've been unhappy at jobs and I sat back and thought this is it I I can't go anywhere but here so I just got to tough it out but there that was a situation where I was unhappy with my boss and he had a knack of keeping me down keeping my self-esteem down keeping my positivity down just so he had control of me but nobody has control of anybody. You guys have control of yourself. That's it. And don't let yourself think any otherwise. And remember, being a bartender and server, sometimes some of you people out there, that's not your ideal uh, career. Maybe you want to be a writer. Maybe you want to work in construction. Maybe you want to work in, uh, you want to be an actress or an actor musician. You know what? Give yourself permission to work on that too. It I mean, you will have to continue to work the everyday grind to get bring home the paycheck, the take home pay because guitar strings aren't cheap, getting to uh auditions is not cheap, uh driving to interviews not cheap. And but give yourself permission 
you're or just remember to tell yourself you are not stuck there. You can go out and live out your dreams still. Mostly I talk about like that because I learned a harsh reality only recently is that I don't believe in job security and you may be loyal to your work. You may be loyal to your job. You may be loyal to your manager, but your manager sees you as expendable, replaceable. I mean, I've worked at a bar where they thought I was doing a great job. Every time they called me, I was there. Every time they had trouble, I was there. But soon as a, a turn of a dime, they they released me. I was never really clear on why. Because they were old family friends, I didn't press the issue because I didn't want to be rude to old family friends. I can be rude as fuck to them right now if I want because I, I've been holding a grudge for such a long time. But they, uh, but they just up and fired me, just got rid of me, and started making changes to the bar that we were begging for for the last year. And then shortly after that, they got rid of their main bartender. That see at that particular bar, I wasn't the draw to bring the customers in. The other bartender was. I rode her coattails, and she had no problem with me riding her coattails. There were actually a lot of people that enjoyed work, watching us work together. But they didn't work with her. They just walked up to her one day and said, you're out of here. You're you're fired. And, you know, there was no warning. There was nothing. And that can happen to any single one of us. Any one of us who sits back and thinks that we're special at our job, this place would be nothing without me there is maybe a one in a hundred chance you're right there i'm there are employees that are extremely valuable to a company but everybody is expendable for whatever reason i'm sorry to bring that i'm sorry to bring you all down like that but just i want everybody to uh, you know keep your sanity Realize you don't have to take shit from anybody. Realize that if there is something better on the horizon, take it. Because you might not get an opportunity like that ever again. And sure, you may be loyal to the bar, restaurant that you work at right now. But odds are they're probably not going to be that loyal to you. And don't blame the manager that you're working on with right now, maybe. Blame the next manager or somebody because you always get that manager that comes in and thinks, I'm going to turn this place around. This place is going to run so much better. We're going to uh, we're going to bring in so many more customers and you're and you're sitting there like there's nothing wrong with this place. We already we always pack the house every night. How can we fit more people without breaking fire codes? And if you don't see eye to eye with them, if you don't kiss their ass, they're just going to get rid of you. And your customers, some of them might follow you, some of them uh, to your next place, some of them just stay there just because they're used to it. It's how the world works, unfortunately. And the world's not a perfect place, but hey, what are you going to do? We all live here. Hey, we're going to do a quick commercial here, real quick. 
want to remind you guys, if you want to get your hands on any Hey Bartender Podcast merchandise, head over to heybartenderpodcast.com, and you can find my blog, you can find some drink recipes, and pick yourself up a t-shirt. Help support the show by buying yourself a Hey Bartender Podcast t-shirt today. Anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. I'd like to thank the Gourmet Traveler website, GourmetTraveler.com, for allowing me to steal their blue-collar cocktail off their website. Sorry for stealing it, but if you didn't want me to steal it, you wouldn't have put it on the website. Hey, also, did you hear that song that was playing during the uh, commercial for Hey Bartender podcast? That song is called Hey Bartender by Laura Hope and the Arctones. I think that song is just really awesome. If you want to go check out more of their stuff, go to bandcamp.com. And also like thank the listeners. I uh, really appreciate you guys taking some time out and listening to your bartender. If you have any questions or have any subjects you want to talk about on Hey Bartender Podcast, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com, and I'd love to sit and t- chat it out for a little while. Also remember to visit the website, www.heybartenderpodcast.com. Got some t-shirts, got some swag in there. Go check it out. Help support the show by picking up a t-shirt. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as usual, I love quoting this, even though he doesn't say it anymore. But as my hero, Billy Joel, says it, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. I had to blow again. I said, hey, I'm